What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck, and this is our fourth episode of our new podcast and the second episode of our first series. To tell you a little bit about ourselves, Working at the Wheel is a podcast produced by the student leaders from the Christian Campus Ministry Badger Crew. We are set in Madison, Wisconsin, but our goal is to be a resource to young adults across the world. We get our name from Jeremiah 18, where God is referenced as the potter, working at the wheel as if we are the clay. Like I said before, this is our second episode of our first podcast series that we are calling Home Alone. So when this episode comes out, most of us will be either coming back from Thanksgiving break or maybe still at home as we tackle online schooling through the end of the semester. Uh, And that's going to be the main theme of this series and how to incorporate God into our lives when we might be feeling home alone. Uh, So today, as usual, I'm joined by some awesome guests, including my podcast team co-host, Clurb, a.k.a. Claire Buckley. Hey, Clurb, how's it going? It's going well, Vicki. Thanks for having me here. Also, I'm joined by two people that, whether I like it or not, are in my life a lot. Uh, The Lovebirds, the Wonder Twins, my Badger Crew co-MC, Aiden Dettin, and my roommate, Morgan Torzala. What's up, guys? Hi, how's it going? Hi, hi Vicky. <laughs> it's nice to be here. You like that Long intro? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I for saw sure. you like uh, last night and this morning. I mean, we are roommates, so that yeah. makes sense. It's kind of why I threw it in there. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Today we are talking about pursuing an individual relationship with the Lord and how that can be kind of hard to pursue when we might be on our own, uh, away from community, but it's also something that might not be the easiest even when we're in community. Um, so I'll open it up to the floor to see what initial thoughts people have, and we can get this thing started. Yeah, so I have some initial thoughts, Vicki. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that it can definitely be hard to, it can be hard when we are away from our community Uh, to feel like we're being encouraged or built up because that's one of the main roles of our community. Um, But I also think it puts a lot more um, of a perspective on and an emphasis of our own personal responsibility to be in the Word and to be pursuing our individual relationships with the Lord. Yeah, I really liked what you said. And um, I think a big word and topic that we really want to focus on today is, is intimacy with God and having and developing that intimacy with God, um, and really what that looks like, uh, what that might be. Um, the word intimacy usually comes to us in a different context, um, more of a physical context, obviously, on this earth. So does anyone want to talk about what it could mean when it comes to intimacy with God and um, kind of creating that relationship and friendship with God? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting to a lot of people that may – you know, be in different sects of the church that may not focus on actually what a relationship with the Lord looks like or even is talked about. Um, like I grew up in a church that never really referenced knowing the Lord personally uh, like you would a friend or a father or a family member. Um, and, you know, the result of that is you don't see a lot of life in, in those churches. You don't see a lot of life in churches that don't, push intimacy on the Lord or don't, you know, emphasize that God is personal. He's very, very personal. And uh, I mean, you see that throughout the entire Bible, you know, even, you know, initially with Adam and Eve throughout the Old Testament where he's guiding and showing care to the people of Israel, even through Christ and the disciples that he made. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people just say like, oh, Christianity is a religion. And yes, it is. 
uh, an established religion on the earth. And, you know, it's probably the most popular one that people think of when they think of religion. But ultimately, like, it's not a religion. It's, it is a relationship with God. And he definitely encourages that. He wants to know you personally. And, you know, that's why he has his words for you. He has, and it talks about in the Psalms that he longs for you. He, he waits for you with outstretched arms like a father to his son or father to his daughter uh and and so it's just it's it's crazy because you know you think about christianity and people are like oh they're not very religious people um but there is a lot more to it than that uh, i'm just thinking about the aspect of he's a father he's a friend and there's a lot more to knowing him than you know what you might think absolutely and anytime we want to be close to something you know like maybe close to the creator of the universe and someone who has blessed us even when we don't deserve it, we want to have that relationship. We want to continue to pursue that, um, which kind of opens up to what we might want to talk about next. So to back up, we, we defined kind of intimacy and relationship compared to religion um, within Christianity. But why, why do we want to pursue this relationship? Why do we want to, you know, put in this time and effort to get close to something that's you know, not super tangible on this earth. Why, why is that important? I think it's interesting to claim Jesus is your friend because you want to be able to treat him like your friend, but you don't see him. They say like the God of Christianity is the invisible God. He is not seen. Therefore it takes faith to be able to believe in him and see his hand and his work in our lives. And so it's interesting because you know, there were people on earth that were friends with Jesus when Jesus walked on the earth. But now that he's in heaven awaiting for his second coming, like we want to be friends with them. We can't see him every day. Uh, and so it's interesting to say, to think to yourself, like, well, how do I spend time with him if I can't see with him, if I can't touch him, if I can't talk to him and have a response, you know, like we would with each other. And so it's, it's hard to tackle that always, especially when you're not always familiar with the ideas of Jesus being having an intangible relationship with you. Yeah, and so I, I don't know how much more to expand on that, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, well, you talked about the ways even, you know, we're not sure how to pursue a relationship, you know, that isn't super tangible on this earth, right? But there are ways that we can pursue a relationship with Christ. Um, so does someone want to touch on what those ways to pursue maybe are, how we can really pursue that especially individual relationship with Christ that we're talking about today and um, what that looks like um, by ourselves and alone and in a one-on-one atmosphere with him? Can I actually back up a little bit yeah, and go for it. respond to what Aiden said? Go for it. Um, so he talked about how there's a lot of like intangible ways that like – like our relationship with Jesus isn't necessarily as tangible as like human relationships. And I think that's a main reason why sometimes like our default is to almost rely on our community Mm -hmm. for our encouragement and for like almost a replacement for our own responsibility to get into the word. Because sometimes I know I find myself like uh, going to my friends and my community um, or even Aiden, like, instead of trying to f- like fulfill myself and read the word and spend my like time doing that first mm-hmm. um, because it's just easier to talk to like a human sometimes yeah. 
it feels easier, it feels more tangible. And then sometimes like it seems harder when you're speaking to the Lord and you might not hear an answer right away or you don't get necessarily like a response right away or in that moment. Um, or it seems like, like obviously it's not going to be the same response that you get from a human that you get from the Lord. Like the Lord speaks to people in so many different ways. Um, and it could be like a tangible voice that you hear in your head or it could just be like, him not giving you one thing and giving you another thing or showing his beauty to you in nature or speaking to you through signs or even other people he does speak through your community to you as well so I just wanted to yeah talk about that yeah I think like it is important to remember that like community is good and mm-hmm. like God desires for us to live in community um, but one thing that we talked about in my like small group this week was how like God himself is community like he Mm -hmm. is a triune god so he is the father and the son and the holy spirit and like it can be really difficult especially at a time like this looking forward you know you just get home from thanksgiving break potentially being home for like the equivalent of a summer Mm -hmm. and feeling this like lack of community but it's important to remember that god in himself is community and though the ways that he fulfills our need for community are different he is essentially all that we need and if you are going to community and others before you're going to the lord like you're missing the whole point mm-hmm. yeah and i definitely i totally agree 100 percent with both you claire and morgan and um i think it's true that god definitely works through community um but it's also you know it is something you individually have to do on your own mm-hmm. um because what i've noticed in the past is when as when i see the lord working in my community super super well and super super evidently it's always harder for me to see the lord working in my life individually especially by myself and from that even become undisciplined uh and so like you know we keep talking about what does it look like to have intimacy with jesus and in a lot of ways it is being spiritually disciplined and and practicing the disciplines of Mm -hmm. the lord i have a real quick book recommendation there's a book by donald s whitney called um, spiritual disciplines of a Christian life and it's it's amazing because it it talks about like he really like lists out several different disciplines that we can um, look to and do in our daily life whether or not it's um, biblical intake whether or not it's uh, the discipline of fasting whether or not it's uh, silence and solitude um, different things that you may not think about uh, a ton or really never put words to but are important for us in our relationship with the Lord because there are scriptural references to doing them and um, there's examples of people doing them that know the Lord or Christ doing them that you know who is perfect um, that we may not be able to do a ton because I don't know about it and I think it's very very helpful and you'll you know if, when you're not in community it, it practicing these disciplines you'll see the Lord working more um, even if it takes time for you to build these disciplines and ultimately like it takes it's hard because disciplines are you know becoming disciplined is never easy mm-hmm. you know your parents disciplining you with you pushing back on them is never easy mm-hmm. because you know the reason they're doing it is because they're doing something that's you know you, the, the reason that your parents are you know disciplining you is probably because you're doing something that they don't want to do but ultimately is probably not beneficial for you so in a similar way the lord disciplines us using these things because it's good for us even if we don't see it right away and so i would implore you to even just look up these spiritual disciplines that Donald uh, is talking about, but also 
to start practicing them yourself as well, it's it's definitely very helpful. And I never thought of the importance of fasting before, you know, before I realized that it is biblical, it's great, and it, there's a lot of benefits to it. Obviously, there's prudence in doing it. You don't want to fast constantly because <laughs> then you'll starve or die uh, or both. Um, not the best. Yeah, probably not the best. Mm-hmm. But it definitely aids in your intimacy with the Lord. And you'll find out, even if not right away, that you will be closer with God. You'll see him more more in the lenses that Jesus saw the world as. It's, it's, it's great. Obviously, nobody's perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it. It is wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to do, especially when you have community members that will help keep you accountable to that uh, and help stir up your faith more um, to do those things. Absolutely, and I think what I'm hearing from all three of you is there's an importance to have both. There's an importance to have both community in our lives that can help pour into us and push us towards the Lord. But there also is that importance to sit down one-on-one with him and just pursue that without the needed extra push of community. And both of those are something that, you know, we might have to take a step back from one or the other to really pursue them, you know, especially in the beginning. We might have to take a step back from community, like you were saying, Aiden, to pursue that individual relationship and develop those disciplines. And then maybe when those disciplines are developed, we can start pursuing that community a little bit more. And I know for me, I can testify to, I kind of did it the opposite. I definitely, um, in the beginning of my walk with Jesus, was pursuing the community aspect of it. And I was really looking for the answers in community. And, And while I found answers and I found truth, there was still that part missing when it comes to feeling, you know, fully surrounded by God and the Holy Spirit. And it was that individual relationship with him. And it was taking time out of my day to just be still and listen to him or dive into the word or, you know, all the spiritual disciplines that you were talking about that might not be as common. Those are just important. And while, like you said, Claire, God does call us toward community, that's usually the easier option than pursuing an individual relationship. And here in this unique situation where, like Claire said, we might be home for basically a second summer time period that community that we may have developed in college or maybe away from at home, we can't rely on that as much right now. Sure, technology is great and we can FaceTime and Snapchat and whatever, but at the end of the day, it's not the same as being tangibly with someone. So how can we seize this opportunity to then in turn pursue our individual relationship with the Lord and seize this opportunity to this natural opportunity of our community being a little bit away to less focus on that and to more focus on our individual relationship with the Lord. I really like what you guys are saying about it being a discipline. Like I think sometimes we cringe when we hear the word discipline because it has like a negative connotation to it or like that it's, but like when you think about it, a discipline, like when your parents discipline you, when your father, like your earthly father disciplines you, it's like, an act of love for giving you like what you really he knows what you really want even if you don't really want that and he's disciplining you like with your best in mind and so and like if you think about it like our flesh really does not want to sit down and like read a book for a few hours they'd we'd rather do something more satisfying like physically for our bodies than sit down and be disciplined and read our bible 
or spend time in prayer. And the enemy also is acting with that and trying to not get us to go and read the word and spend time with the Lord. And those two things acting in opposition from like what the Lord wants can be hard to overcome sometimes. And so that's why it's like so important to really be disciplined, I think, in setting aside time specifically too helps um, like to plan out even your your week with specific times where you're going to spend in the word or like maybe you do it at night or in the morning on a regular basis for a certain amount of time and with discipline like it gets easier the longer you do it and the more you stay with it Um, I've experienced that a lot too and sometimes when I get into like a rut of like not spending time in the word or as much it gets almost harder and harder the longer I wait to do it because then like I'm losing all of this that I've built up and like trained myself and disciplined myself to do and so I think with time it gets easier. Yeah one discipline that I have been leaning into recently this year has been taking a sabbath Um, which is something that actually one of my roommates talked about doing last year. Um, And I always thought it was kind of an interesting concept and would be, like, kind of cool to do every once in a while. But this semester, the way that, like, online school is um, and, like, not having to physically go as many places has freed up a lot of time to then work a little bit extra harder during the week so that one of the weekend days I can take off of work and take off of school and just have extended time to spend with the Lord in, like, reading my Bible and extended prayer and journaling and, like, worship. Um, And I didn't think it was going to be as valuable for me as it was. And I think I had overlooked it because of the way that society is so not set up for us to do that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're told we constantly need to be working and doing more. And, like, if you work hard enough, you'll get what you need. And I need to study an extra two hours for this exam that ultimately doesn't determine my worth. But taking the time and setting it apart so that you can spend time with the Lord in a way that he will minister to you has been I think ultimately like a huge turning point for my faith so that would be one discipline that I would definitely encourage anyone to try out and be consistent about because it is really awkward the first time we were like I have a whole day to spend with the Lord how do I fill that time but like he will fill that time and it's not up to you to like connect to him because he will he will bring himself and meet you where you are. And I think the purpose, too, of that Sabbath is truly to find rest and mm-hmm. to find that in the Lord because that's going to be the most restful time that we can have. And when it comes to the Sabbath, while it sounds like, um, man, i got to adjust my schedule, i got to move everything around to have that, it's probably one of the easier disciplines to truly develop. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of those things where if you're taking a first stepping stone to developing that individual relationship with the Lord or trying to take that next step with the in, with your individual relationship with the Lord, um, that might, that's definitely one of the first stepping stones. And I, I think one of the other first stepping stones is truly, like Morgan was talking about, opening up the Bible every day and just reading it. You know, I, I once heard someone say, you know, read this thing, you know, front to back, and you will find yourself in it. You know, and anybody who reads it front to back, whether you're doing it to actually pursue a relationship or whether you're doing it just out of curiosity, you will find yourself in the thousand-page book that is the Bible. And I just want to reference Hebrews here real quick. In in Hebrews 4.12, it says, 
For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even in dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So we see God's word in the Bible have so much power and be so deep that even reading it once through is not enough. It should be a constant pursuit of reading the Bible because there are so many truths in there that God wants to reveal to us that we could start reading the Bible today and on our deathbed learn something new about God, right? And that's that's crazy to me, thinking about it, like I said, in a thousand-page book, there is so much depth and there is so much truth. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first disciplines that we truly have to develop to learn about God and to learn what he wants of our individual relationship is letting him speak to us through his word and through the Bible. And, and that's just so important. Like you were talking about, Morgan, in, in doing that consistently, you know, in developing that consistently. Because if we don't develop that discipline or do it consistently, we might not get as much from it as we possibly can. Yeah, and, you know, for more context from that verse from Hebrews 2, it, it, it really talks about reading, being in the word in tandem with resting. Like, the f- five verses before verse 12 that Vicky referenced talking about like we have a Sabbath the Lord has provided us a Sabbath for us to rest in him and whoever is whoever's in the Lord's rest is in the word mm-hmm. and therefore will find rest from that word and so it's it's so so important and you know all the all the disciplines are very very important but like Vicky said none of them are more important than being in the word and having that biblical intake I guess just another First to reference is Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. Uh, it talks about how the words in the Bible are from the Lord; they're God breathed and they're useful mm-hmm. for teaching, training, correcting, and just molding people in righteousness. So that the man of the Lord that is in the Word shall be ready for every every single good work. Uh, and so, let that be encouraging and understand it's hard sometimes to be in the word especially when sometimes the words you see are not useful for the situation you're in but ultimately they will help you in every situation that you may face in this in this earth in this broken world that we live in and bringing up that context to hebrews really reiterates what claire was saying right and having the sabbath and rest on top of the word combining in being one of those first disciplines that we truly want to develop and and that context on top of the verse in Hebrews that I referenced really pulls together, you know, that first initial discipline that is a part of that individual relationship that we're looking to develop. Yeah, I think sometimes too, it gets like, we sometimes forget the importance, like why, why we're called to spend time in the word Mm -hmm. and why we do it. And I was reading John 15 the other day about um, remaining in him because, um, yeah, it's John 15 about the vine and the branches. Um, and he's the vine and we're the branches. And remaining in his word as well is very significant and brought to your attention in that passage. Not just like remaining in him and he and you, but also the word. And like I think the transformative power of the word when it's on your mind and when you've read it and you're processing it through the word every day and thinking about it, that, that starts to become like in the back of your mind all the time. And the more and more you read the word, like the more it's transforming your mind to think more like Jesus Mm -hmm. and to be transformed and be um, sanctified and um, 
it also just leads to more fruit because fruit only comes from the spirit and the way that he's transforming you. Yeah, so talking a lot about the importance of this individual relationship with the Lord and um, kind of how to pursue it. The next thing, too, that our listeners might want to know is where to start. You know, this is great. I want to do this. I understand the importance of this. But I'm kind of content in my life right now. I feel pretty good with the community I've got around me. I'm not struggling too much in things. You know, first of all, if I feel good, what's the point of starting this and trying to develop these disciplines? But second of all, you know, when I get to the point of I'm I'm ready to pursue this, how do I pursue this? And what steps can I now take to do that? My initial thought is just the the Gospels. Start at the Gospels and Jesus' life because... That's like you hear his story and you get to know who he is and God's character through Jesus. And um, that's always a great place to start, I think, if you're looking for a spot in the Bible. is uh, John is the shorter of the four. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four. Um, and then I think also just the New Testament in general, like Ephesians is great, Romans, and have a lot of um, things about just the raw gospel in mm-hmm. there and the transformative power of Christ. Yeah, what I, typically, what I typically recommend people is to read John first just because it's kind of, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar in just structure and you'll get a lot of the same stories from it, but John has a more unique perspective than the other three and it really highlights the death and resurrection of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, very essential. I mean, it's, it's, it's the breaking point in everything for everybody and so like that's big especially if you know you're a new believer that is still trying to understand the weight of potentially the decision you made in accepting that gospel it really does highlight that uh as well as going through the rest of them yeah but definitely agree with morgan new testament is beautiful you know the old testament is definitely harder to read because it's more descriptive whereas the old test the new testament is prescriptive like the old testament just describes more historical things of the history of Israel and test in a covenant that we don't that has been nullified in Christ uh, and the New Testament is something we can more tangibly use in our life so I would, I'd definitely highlight that more and use that more and when it really comes to finding you know that consistency in doing that I know for myself um, who's someone who really enjoys planning my day out minute to minute you know it, it's there's no free time built in because I basically have a checklist that I go through Um, but scheduling that time of this time, this place, right now, I'm going to do this. Especially when you're first starting, that's going to be really important to just have accountability within yourself to pursue that and and really have that time in the Word. But also, find someone to do it with. Find an accountability partner within the community that you have that says, hey, today at this time we're both going to have our individual quiet times and then at the end maybe we can talk about what we learned you know having that accountability partner or uh, just someone there that can truly keep you accountable is a great first stepping stone into having those disciplines and then maybe as the weeks go on that's something that you won't need and it'll be something that you can just pursue and trust yourself on your own and I think that that's so cool um, that almost any person that you have in your Christian community is going to say yes to that. And I can promise you that right now. There's not many people out there that are going to say, no, I I don't really want to read my Bible with you today. There's not many people out there that are going to say that, which is really amazing. 
Um, so in terms of finding that accountability, not only with yourself and scheduling it, but also finding that accountability within community and kind of integrating, like we talked about before, um, both those aspects that God calls for in our life. Mm-hmm. And I think even like, if you don't even have time to like, meet up with someone and go through it together, or talk about it, like I've done in the past is text someone and be like, can you hold me accountable for this? Mm-hmm. And send a picture to them of my quiet time every day. And if they don't receive a picture from me or a text of what I learned, like mm-hmm. they know I haven't. And they'll reach out and be like, have you done it today? And that's always helpful, too. And I think it's just, like, imp- so important to establish rhythms because we, we, we are humans that desire, like, a schedule and a pattern throughout our weeks. Consistency. Yeah, consistency. I think also it can be really hard to admit when you haven't been doing it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, speaking from, like, from my own experience – I sometimes look around the, like, community that I have and think, like, oh, everyone is in their word every single day. Like, everyone is doing this, and I'm not. And it feels, like, almost, like, dirty to be, like, hey, to my disciple, like, um, I have not been great about reading the word. And I think it is so important to get comfortable admitting to when you're not doing it so that people can help you get back into those habits. So, like, Obviously, like Morgan was saying, someone to hold you accountable can't hold you accountable if you're not letting them. Mm-hmm. And so being willing to say, hey, like, I know that this is what is good for me and this is the discipline that I should have, but I haven't been doing it is the first step to, like, getting someone yeah. to say, okay, I'll, like, come with you in this. And I think it's so easy to feel shame in that sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially in the community. But, like, there's so much grace to be mm-hmm. given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there are two, ha- two apps that have helped me a ton with getting the word and being accountable with myself and with other people. Uh, the first one is Uversion. The Uversion app is beautiful because it provides a ton of community-made, why can't I think of it? Content. Not content, but I, what is the word? Uh, devotionals. Devotionals, thank you. Uh, a ton of community-made devotionals. Um, with different topics that may help or just like books in general that you can actually connect with your Facebook or your contacts uh, and actually start a devotional with another person. Uh, The other app that was helpful is the Read Scripture app. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful tool that I used for the first time that I attempted to go through the Bible. It has a, I think it has one Bible plan that goes through it in a year but in it you're able to use actually the plan that they give you and with it it also partners with the bible project and shows you their videos that show a summary or an outline of like each of the books that you'll be going through uh, and that's helped a ton as well because it gives you more context and you're not going to just be blindly going into a book and not knowing anything about it and so that's been that's definitely help, helpful i would encourage you guys to use that yeah, and those are both great resources, and there's so many more out there, too, and we'll get to that. Aiden's beat me to the point at least twice now with my reference minute that's coming up, Shoot. but um, <laughs> our, our last kind of topic that I really want to pursue before we close here is, you know, we've talked a lot about diving into the Word, but this isn't the only way that we can truly connect with God, and when it comes to um, our quiet time, as it's usually referred to, I usually like to call it my Jesus time because it's not always quiet. Um, but 
there's a lot of other things that we can do besides reading the Bible. Yes, that's so important. Digging into the Word is one of the most direct ways that we can truly hear God speak to us. Um, but also some things that, that come to mind that we can really continue to pursue on top of reading the Word is, you know, listening to sermons, um, listening to podcasts like this and other resources, um, truly just worshiping the Lord, you know, maybe going on a drive in your car, blaring some worship music and just screaming at the top of your lungs. Like that is so therapeutic and I'm guilty. I think anyone can attest to that is literally just going in your car and driving in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden you've got worship music just blasting and, you know, you just feel close to the Lord. And sometimes those are the things that you need and those are the things that the Lord really wants to meet you in. So um, while it is still super important to dig into the Word and read your Bible and... um, it's one of the ways that we can truly find truth within. Um, don't think that that's the only way. I mean, Eden, even Aiden brought up earlier, too, about a lot of the different disciplines that are out there that people don't always think about. Um, so look up those resources. Look up those ways to truly worship the Lord. And at the end of the day, just listen to him because he's going to tell you how he wants you to spend time with him. You know, that's going to be evident. That's going to be apparent when it comes to when you spend time with him he's going to say okay what are we doing on our next date you know that that's that's how it's going to work and when it comes to having that um, Jesus time and you know spending time with the Lord by ourselves uh, I think it's really important to know that there's more than just um, reading the word well said yeah I think one of one of them, when you were talking about how there's so many different ways for discipline and that you may not think of, one that popped into my head was um, just like growing up, I never really understood why people prayed before every meal. And I was like, why do people do this? Like, I don't know. And then like up until, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I was like, oh, this is like a discipline to remind yourself like to thank the Lord or to just talk to him or like in the middle of your busy day and refocus on the Lord through something that you do every day you eat every day so like Mm -hmm. I don't know if that gives you ideas for other disciplines you could implement like if you're doing one thing like if I'm driving to work sometimes I just will turn off my radio and start praying I've started doing that like out loud talking out loud in my car I can't tell you how many car trips (laughs) that I've just turned off the radio and I've just literally word vomited on Jesus (laughs) like literally if I were to record myself and listen back to it it would probably not make sense whatsoever but that's that's you know what we said is at any time and place you can drop everything and talk to God which is another discipline that's super cool and so important cool so like I said um Aiden already kind of beat me to the punch earlier but something we do on every episode here at working at the wheel is we do a reference minute Um, So just some time set aside within each episode to really listen to our guests and what they've been listening to, reading, um, anything, any type of resources over their um, past couple weeks, months, days, whatever, that they would want to plug because we're definitely not the only resource out there when it comes to um, spending time with the Lord and learning about him. So I'll leave it up to the floor of what we got. Aiden's already given his, so I'll open it up to... Morgan and Clurb here to see if they've got any more. Yeah, um, I have three things that I would like to plug. Um, one is a book that I'm reading with my discipler called In His Image by Jen Wilkin. Phenomenal book. I'm only like two chapters in, and it's already just like changed the way that I think about 
who like we are called to be as people. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a classic, but emo- Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, also a great book for anyone at any point in your Christian life or who you think you're emotionally healthy, you're probably not, so you should read it. <laughs> Rip. And oh. then um, just a speaker that I really like, Megan Fate Marshman. She spoke at my home church a lot, and there are so many like messages of hers that just run in my head like constantly. Um, there's one that I was thinking about earlier in the podcast about how like God desires to be in relationship with us, so I would definitely go listen to that one. Um, it's called Worth the Wait by Megan Fate Marshman. Yeah, I have one um, from High Point Church. Uh, they have a podcast called Engage and Equip, and episode 173 is called Fighting for Devotional Time, and they talk a lot about a lot of the things that we touched on today about disciplines and how we can make time for the Lord and create rhythms in our lives. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for all those amazing references. Um, if you're listening and you're looking for more resources like this podcast, those are great references um, to check out. We do this, like I said, we do the reference minute every episode too, so feel free to go back to our previous episodes and listen to all of our guests' references that they've been able to put out. Um, but other than that, that is it for us here at Working at the Wheel this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope to see you back next week. But other than that, thank you so much for being here, and have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.